0: Welcome to the ASPR podcast Inside Conflict with Moritz Ehrmann. So in the coming episodes, we will be discussing about the situation uh, in Iraq, uh, where, of course, only a few years ago, uh, all the wa- world's eyes were turned uh, on this country, when it was liberated uh, from the so-called Islamic State. Um, today... The situation in in Iraq uh, remains critical, not only for its 40 million people, but also for the regional, international peace and security. Uh, Iraq uh, held parliamentary elections last October that saw a major reshuffling of political forces, uh, most notably also the entrance of independents and former protesters into parliament, And in consequence, we could see a major paradigm shift in how uh, Iraq is governed with major implications for the security and stability of the country and in extension, the wider region. So a lot of interesting material uh, for discussion. And I'm very happy uh, to have with us two uh, very well-known experts on Iraqi affairs. So, this is uh, Mr. Zeydoun uh, Al um, uh, Kenani, uh, an Iraq focused Middle East analyst, uh, PhD researcher, and teaching assistant uh, at Aberdeen University, and also a non resident fellow at the Center for Iranian Studies in, in Ankara. Also, here with us uh, is Mrs. Inna Rudolf, uh, who is a Uh, an expert uh, on Iraq, and more specifically also on its popular uh, mobilization uh, forces. She is a PhD candidate at uh, King's College in London, and very importantly uh, for us, of course, uh, also a consultant uh, for the ASPR. Welcome to both of you. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you very much for hosting us.
0: So in this second uh, discussion on uh, the internal situation of uh, Iraqi politics, um, we are mostly going to focus um, on the future um, of the political process, uh, but also of so many other um, dynamics uh, and challenges that the new government, uh, whatever shape it might take, uh, will definitely uh, face. let us uh, to also um, have a direct link sort of to to the discussion we had in our last uh, episode about um, the very complicated dynamics of uh, Iraqi politics and uh, and of government formation um also look at the very specific um, issue that uh, that is definitely uh, 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 an ongoing and also future concern of uh, the central government uh, in in Baghdad, um, which is um, the uh, relations um, to the Kurdish region. Um, Of course, knowing uh, that the Kurdish region um, has their own uh, very specific dynamic, complicated dynamic um, of governance, between uh, the two uh, major traditional uh, parties uh, there. Um, and of course, the um, last developments uh, uh, around uh, the Iraqi election, uh, especially uh, the presidential election, uh, uh, to remind everyone, of course, that uh, in the, in the uh, government system in Iraq, the Iraqi president is always a Kurd. Um, yeah, and, and, and sort of what did this do um, to uh, the already very complicated uh, dynamics uh, uh, in the uh, political spectrum in, in uh, the Kurdish region? Um, Zeydun, uh, what, what is your opinion on that?
2: Um, so there, there are two things we're witnessing uh, with the... Uh, Kurdish or the recent Kurdish engagement within Iraqi politics. And they're also going through, uh, when we're saying they, uh, we mean uh, Kurdish politics in contrast to the politics of the rest of Iraq, uh, or as many people like to call it, the Arab Iraq, so beyond the Kurdistan region. Um, We are witnessing two different types of of, uh, new transitions and transformations that the traditional political parties are facing. Uh, One of them is taking place in Baghdad, and one of them is taking place in Erbil. The one that is taking place in Erbil is that the Kurdistan Democratic Party uh, is is realizing that it can overtake uh, uh, the positions uh, that are dominated by the PUK, which is shortcut for Patriotic Union of Kurdistan, and go against the customary agreement uh, that the two parties have been uh, sharing and enjoying uh, since uh, post-2003 Iraq. Um, One of the common things that this agreement uh, is is based on is that uh, PUK controls uh, the southern region of uh, Iraqi Kurdistan, and KDP controls the northern uh, uh, part of uh, northern uh, Iraqi Kurdistan. KDP uh, and, and more specifically, the Barzani family uh, are the ones to be uh, heading the government of the Kurdistan Regional Government, that is KRG. And PUK would be uh, the ones nominating uh, the, the the Kurdish candidate for the Iraqi president, uh, which is the the main Kurdish share. Of uh, the ethnic, ethnic sectarian quota of post 2003 Iraq. Now, due to uh, 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 many uh, obstacles that PUK have been facing for the past few years, KDP uh, have realized that this is a great opportunity to challenge that customary agreement and become uh, unilateral in its uh, representation of the Kurdish community in Iraq. Um, it's one of the reasons uh, that a lot of observers believe uh, led to the uh, gradual uh, decline of influence and power by PUK within the within Iraqi Kurdistan and uh, Iraq in general is uh, the 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 sudden death of uh, uh, Jalal Talabani, uh, one of the co-founders of uh, PUK and known for being uh, the political godfather of PUK. He was also the president uh, uh, for Iraq uh, for two consecutive terms, uh, um, uh, representing the, 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 the Kurdish sheer and the Iraqi uh, federal government. And following his death, of course, we realized that uh, an intra-Talabani, Talabani as the, the household or the tribe or the family uh, dominating uh, PUK, uh, those intra-Talabani uh, uh, rivalries between Bafel Talabani and Lahore-Talabani also led to a major decline of power. Uh, we witnessed those uh, differences in the PUK leadership being very evident when we witnessed very different uh, statements and, and stances and positions towards uh, the independence referendum that was organized uh, by KDP uh, back in, uh, in, in in 2017. And then, of course, the that the media war that KDP uh, uh, campaigned against PUK uh, and portraying them as as giving up uh, Kirkuk the disputed uh, province uh, to the Iraqi uh, federal forces and of course uh, the PMF al-Hashd al-Shabi which at the time uh, was a part of uh, the liberation of the Iraqi provinces from ISIS alongside uh, the international coalition and the Kurdish uh, Peshmerga forces, along with the Iraqi forces, of course. Um, So we are realizing that KDP is taking an advantage uh, of uh, uh, the the fall of of PUK and the fall of PUK's influence in Iraqi Kurdistan. Uh, Most evidently, that was evident electorally, KDP uh, got the highest Kurdish votes. Uh, PUK uh, faced a major uh, defeat electorally, a very similar defeat that the Shia coordination parties faced in contrast to the last elections. And they're trying to do so as well by aligning themselves with uh, the new trendy political transition from identity issue politics by creating a trans uh, ethno sectarian uh, alliance with the Sadrus movement and, of course, the Sunni uh, uh, blocs. Um, and regardless of 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 uh, how the presidential nomination will take place, um, the, the the Kurdish rivalry between PUK and KDP over the Iraqi presidency following the early elections of 2021 is the most intensified since post 2003 Iraq, and we can confidently say that this is the most uh, major challenge faced by the Kurdish customary agreement that did balance uh, the power sharing agreement that they enjoyed since the US invasion.
0: So indeed very significant. Okay, yeah, that seems to be uh, one of the things that uh, sort of the future Iraqi political system will have to continue to deal with. an entirely different question that uh, certainly uh, a future Iraqi government uh, will have to deal with um, is the question of the future um, of the so-called uh, popular uh, mobilization forces or the Um Many challenges related to this question, of course. Um, in a, um, what's what's your what's your take on this um how do you see this developing in in the coming months uh, and years what are the challenges what needs to be done and probably most importantly um what can be done
1: i think um the hashtag is likely to remain uh, a critical bargaining chip in any future negotiations both between the sutras and um the framework but also like for uh, any future candidates for the post of uh, Minister of Interior and Minister of Defense and also like any actors uh, with the say on the Iraqi security portfolio. So for that it's important also to clarify what are the popular mobilization forces. They constitute a state sanctions paramilitary umbrella comprising different formations, which often are in internal competition with each other, Um, not just for resources, but also like for the general orientation of this uh, relatively young agency. Um, So I think for the future, it's important to um, trace uh, what is the current discourse about reforming or restructuring the agency there have been uh, several ideas circulating how to create an identity within the organization, within the hashed that moves away from uh, militias, from resistance factions and uh, from uh, partisan uh, projects. So one of the ideas has been, uh, for example, to uh, have a mixing uh, of the different brigades to have not just Badr brigades or Asa'i brigades, but to have like brigades consisting of rank and file of all of those different formations, in the hope that uh, with uh, with time passing, that those rank and file would develop a stronger identity with the al-Shaabi as a national security agency and with the Iraqi security forces, of which al-Shaabi formerly is part of. Um, but of course, Hashdash remains uh, a major concern for uh, a lot of uh, Iraq's also uh, Gulf uh, neighboring states, uh, for example, um, with um, some controversial um, fundraising campaigns, for example, for, for Houthi rebels, uh, concerns are being raised regarding links between Fasail al muqawama which means resistance factions or members of, of so-called Islamic resistance, and their direct and indirect links to um, brigades within the Hashtashabi. So there we still have the unresolved uh, question of accountability and who can guarantee or has the responsibility to guarantee that the Hashed would never go against uh, the agreed foreign policy line of the government. Um, And just to point out uh, one uh, other uh, major debate uh, within the Iraqi public discourse Um, is this argument, we as an agency, we support the state, el but we do not necessarily support the governments. So what I think is critically needed is uh, a clarification, what does it mean to support the state? And um, that as an agency, one also has or carries a responsibility to support the work of the different agencies of the state
2: of which also government is an important part. Yeah, thanks a lot. I mean, yet another
0: very, very complicated uh, and important uh, topic. Um, Let's move uh, on to another uh, very important movement uh, or actor uh, in the Iraqi political system. And we touched about uh, we touched on it uh, already in in our last discussion uh, two weeks ago. Um, of course, uh, uh, we wouldn't be talking about uh, elections uh, and uh, uh, and all the changes in the system had there not been uh, the uh, so called October or uh, protest movement Tashreen uh, protest movement in, in Arabic um, uh, that. Uh, in uh, effect that caused the early elections and so many other things that uh, uh, that changed the electoral process uh, uh, and so on and so forth. Um, Now we are of course in a situation where the uh, elections are over and parts of this movement have decided uh, to join the political process and have been elected into, into parliament, while others have decided the opposite and uh, sort of remained uh, on on the street, uh, if not physically, um, uh, anyways in, in, in protest uh, to to the system as such and uh, in opposition uh, to the system, the political system uh, as such um, so what does this mean uh, for the future um, what uh, will? the people uh, from this movement who got elected into parliament be able uh, to gain uh, for their cause? Um, And what about um, those who who remained outside of this uh, political process and continue uh, to to protest against it? Um, Will they uh, keep any uh, influence uh, on, on the political process? Broad questions, uh, I know. Um, Zaydun, would you like to uh, go first?
1: Sure.
2: Yeah, Uh, as you, Moritz, rightfully mentioned, Tishreen is the cause of of, of most things we're witnessing right now. Uh, It's what led to uh, having a a caretaker prime minister and early elections. And, of course, it was expected that um, the protest movement will have... uh, different stances towards whether they should participate or boycott the elections. And the different stances are divided between, as we mentioned in the past, uh, whether it should be a systematic change or whether they should be gradual changes. And these are, of course, discussions and debates that are very common in uh, uh, societies that are either moving towards democracy or that are currently experiencing a new democratic uh, process. However, one common thing uh, that is is, is uh, framed when looking at that division within Tishreen towards the early elections as being uh, the biggest recent example is that it's reflected uh, a major weakness in the protest movement as they uh, evidently presented uh, very different uh, strategies and, and, and stances towards their future. Participation, however, Tishreen is not a political force or a specific uh, political uh, party. Tishreen is a is it started as a nationwide uprising, um, just as it has uh, many crucial and fundamental uh, similarities that unites uh, uh, the demands and unites the willingness of the Iraqi people for a better future for Iraq. It will naturally also present a lot of differences amongst those people. Um, and that is why uh, there is a lot of criticism and opposition towards uh, uh, recruiting or exploiting identity politics in post-2003 Iraq because the, 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 the core argument behind that criticism is that Shia's, not every Shia in Iraq wants to be identified or representative, uh, represented as a Shia. There is a different Shia between a Sadr's Shia a Shia who's more lenient to the pro Iran factions, a secularist Shia, a liberal Shia, a right wing liberal Shia, a leftist Shia, or even an independent Shia. Um, and the same thing goes to uh, the other communities in Iraq, and not just the Kurdish and Sunni, but even the Turkmen and the Christian communities in Iraq. Um, we're getting a bit off topic here, but um, the Emtidad, more specifically, who did gain nine seats in the elections. Uh, they were even praised by the boycotters. So a lot of boycotters supported them, uh, including Al-Bayt uh, Al-Watani, uh, the National House Party, which is also an emerging political party out of the Tishreen protest movement, who which decided to boycott the elections. Yet they they called for their uh, logistical and advisory support and their political support to MTIDAD, and this is also evident amongst uh, different activists and groups across uh, the Tishreen protest movement. Of course, there are a lot of uh, players and groups within the protest movement who are more uh, crucially uh, against any sort of participation or recognition of the political system because they believe um, another election or another democratic recognition of the system is only prolonging its survival against uh, the will of the people. Uh, I think MTDAD um, has a, a very a big responsibility ahead of its uh, time in parliament, even if it does not manage to uh, uh, push on uh, uh, many other parties or propose new laws to be passed uh, in regards to reforms, and specifically in regards to uh, prosecuting the, the 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 people or the groups behind the assassinations of uh, or the killings or the political violence committed against the peaceful protesters since October 2019. However, it has a responsibility where it needs to prove to Al Bait al watani and other emerging parties or uh, still very young parties from the Tishreen protest movement that uh, bigger numbers can present a change. And an opposition, after all, in an ethno-sectarian system like Iraq can eventually lead to some change. Uh, Tishreen did prove to people uh, that, that uh, protesting and their constitutional and democratic right to civil disobedience led them to get a new government, even if they were against the, the, having repeated faces in that system, led them to get early elections and led them to witness uh, an electoral reform. As Ina uh, mentioned in the past, now the new test is can Tishreen present uh, an effective change, even if it's in a long term planning a strategy within the parliament? And by doing so, does it need more MPs or does it need more uh, coalition with other parties?
0: Thanks a lot, Zaidoun. I mean, this was again uh, very, very comprehensive. Uh, yet, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, uh, uh, Inna, you, you also have uh, uh, things to add. Um, so, what, what's your angle on uh, on this uh, dynamic? Uh, how, how will it continue? How will it continue uh, again with those who are in parliament, uh, those who aren't in parliament? The, the spirit of the of the Tashreen uh, protest movement. Um, what, what do you think about that?
1: I just have a short word of caution, but maybe also a cause for optimism. Um, Zeydun was speaking about the largest test like, for um, all of these actors uh, from, uh, from the tishreen movement. But I think the same also applies like for all of the actors that are not going to be part of the future government. And that is to um, finally form a credible opposition force within parliament. And this has been a problem for many years that uh, there has been uh, an ongoing systemic politicization of the term opposition in Iraq because it has been uh, used for uh, partisan agendas, because a certain party uh, has always like, tried to have a foot in government, but also whenever things are not going their way, to claim, again, the opposition card. So I think one of the major responsibilities for all of those actors uh, outside uh, of the government would be, again, like to reclaim the term opposition and uh, to play a constructive role as an opposition force and to help establish uh, at least like a system of checks and balances um, to secure that uh, accountability standards are being enhanced and that also laws are not just being issued, but also implemented on the ground.
0: Thanks a lot to the two of you. This was again such a rich and interesting discussion Um, and the richness of this discussion probably also shows uh, one thing that despite all the complications in the current uh, Iraqi political uh, uh, process, um, Iraq has made quite a way into of course the, all the complications uh, uh, and difficulties that the uh, democratic system uh, brings with us with it um, nevertheless um, comparing uh, to some years ago to many more years ago um, it seems that there is progress and this is this is something uh, perhaps positive we can take uh, from from this discussion. Um, Again, uh, I'd like to uh, thank you very much uh, for for being here with us today. Um, In uh, this podcast series, we are going to uh, keep discussing about uh, uh, IVARC, also from a regional perspective uh, and some other questions uh, relating to the to the futures of of the country. We will do this uh, again uh, with a couple of experts um, whose names uh, to keep the suspense uh, I'm not going to share right now. Um, But we, of course, uh, hope to uh, have you with us uh, also in the the next uh, two episodes, uh, uh, also focusing on uh, the situation in Iraq and around Iraq.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me.
1: Thank you very much for hosting us.
0: Subscribe to our podcast or visit the website insideconflict.com. For more information about the work of the ASPR, visit aspr.ac.at. Until next time.